Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you are in the world. This is Tawanda, and this is our nightly call for Real Girlfriends Across America. Real Girlfriends Across America is a company that has a foundation and mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. And we are definitely looking to bring you hot topics each and every night, and our goal is to feed your mind, your body, your soul, and your bank account. And we have been having an incredible week with a lot of amazing topics from a lot of amazing women. And tonight, we're going to keep it basic. We're going to talk about friendship and the difference. And the difference actually is just the difference in you and your friend, because we know that no two people are exactly alike. And before we get started tonight, I just want to acknowledge and say hello to everyone that's on the call. And if you're on the line tonight, just state your name, the state you're calling from, and the mood that you're in right now. And the call is open. Um, my name is Karen. I'm calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm feeling tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you made it on tonight, even though you're tired. Thank you so much, Karen. All right, who else Thank is on? You. Yes, ma'am. My name is Hi, Anna, my- and I'm calling... Uh, Go ahead. You can go ahead. Hi, my name is Kay. Um, I I said, I I think I said I was going on mute, but just to state how I'm feeling, I'm feeling uh, discombobulated, just kind of scatterish. So, yeah. All right. Hopefully you'll feel great before you end the call then. Thank you for dialing in then. All right. Who else? Hi, my name is Anna. I'm calling from Maryland, and I'm feeling excited. It's my first time on here. Uh, hopefully it won't be your last. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Anna. All no right, problem. All right, all right. And as I was saying, this is Real Girlfriends Across America. We have this call each and every night, and we have fun. We get on the line. We share information, have hot topics, and and so many different things, and our goal is to continue to build and continue to grow. So I chose this topic tonight because in life, we always talk about having different types of friends, and there are so many different types. So as we get started, I just have a couple of different questions that I want to ask the ladies on the call tonight. So I really want us to really more so have a conversation. Is that okay, ladies? Yes. Good. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Well, at least, at least two people said, okay, all right. So my first question oh, is... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, we're good. Okay, all right, okay. I got a consensus, so now we can begin. <laughs> my first question is, what is your definition of a friend? And I'm, and there's no right or wrong because we all think differently. So um, we're going to go to 267 first. Um, um, what, is your, what is your true definition of a friend? Um, this is Karen. I think that my true definition is of a friend is someone that's going to be loyal to you, um, someone that is going to um, just just be truthful to you and always have your best interests um, at hand. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if you're not speaking, I just ask that you press star six to mute so we won't have any background noises. All right, 301, talk to us. Tell us what is your definition, what is your true definition of a friend? Uh, My true definition of a friend would be, like um, she said, you know, someone who's loyal, 
someone who won't judge you when you're going through, you know, bad times, someone who gives good advice even when you don't want to hear it, uh, and just someone you can depend on. Okay. Thank you so much for that. And 209, how about you? If you can, I know you're on mute, so if you don't mind gracing us with your presence for a couple of seconds, if you're able. Area code 209, that that might be me. Yes, absolutely. That's Hi. Me. Hi. Okay. Let's look at again. What is your true definition of a friend? What is my true definition of a friend? Um, someone who has your back, who won't um backstab you, who will be loyal, um, will be there when you need them. Uh talk truth. Um what do they say? Talk truth to power, but you know, not that I'm powerful or anything, but I like people who talk truth to me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I think a friend is. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to share with you my definition of a friend, but I just happened to notice something. Um, when we do these these shows, you know, we have an opportunity to put it in keywords and tags, and um, I was just looking at the keyword and tags that the lovely um, Corinne put in in reference to just friendship. And, you know, I gave her a topic about, you know, what the call was about tonight, but she didn't really know, like, hey, what's this girl going to talk about? But what she has is friendships, building, trust, real, building relationships, love, bond. Those are personal growth. Those are all really, really good words when you talk about describing friendship, and those are all good words to actually use. I want to share two definitions of friendship, and one I borrowed from one of my pastors, and he said this a very, very long time ago, and it's something that I never forgot. And he said a friend, I'm talking about a friend now. I'm not talking about someone that you know down the street. I'm talking about a friend. A friend is someone who knows you. They know all about you. They could destroy you, but they never will. And I'm going to say that again. A friend is someone who knows you. So I want you guys to think as I'm saying this, who fits this description? A friend is someone who knows you. They know all about you, and they could destroy you but they never will. And I had another wise person tell me a definition of a friend that I said, wow, that's, that's amazing. And he said, you find out who your friends are during adversity, in your absence, and at your death, okay? You find out who your friends are during adversity, in your absence, and at your death. So what I want to ask, I want to go to 267 first. There's three things that he said. You find out who your friends are during adversity, in your absence, and during your death, okay? So tell me, how could you identify a friend, 267, Miss Corinne, during adversity? Can you give us an example of that? Um, I, I think an example of that would be if I was, you know, maybe down and um, didn't have what I, you know, typically – Head um, and let's say I was throwing myself against hard times, um, and it's you know 
they usually say you know who your friends are when you're going through something. Um, mm. So that's a telltale sign to, you know, really tell, like, the people that disappear when you're down are, are generally not the people that really was riding for you in the first place. Mm. Right. So true. So, so true. How about in your absence? Talk to us, 301. How can you tell a friend in your absence? You're not around, but this person is still your friend. How so? Uh, well, I think, um, well, I'm not around meaning like I don't consider that person a friend or. No, me, meaning if, if, if me, you and Corinne are together and then you leave and right, right. I, I'm still your friend though, you're not there. You left, like you went to work. You're not even here right now, okay. but I'm still your friend. Okay. You can tell your friends during oh, adversity okay. in your absence and at your death. Well, let's say if Corinne brought me up in um, discussion and she was talking about me, um, this is just an example of a, she was talking about me and if you were to engage in the type of conversation she was trying to have, like bashing me, then you're really not my friend. Absolutely, because a true friend would do what? A true friend wouldn't sit there and entertain it. They would just say, you know what, that's my friend. Um, don't be talking about her or just say or just dead the conversation. Absolutely. That's what and I heard someone say the other day, I'm I'm sorry, Anna. I heard someone say the other day, they said, um someone was telling their friend, Hey, they were talking about you and the friend said, I really don't care what they said. I'm really more concerned about why they feel comfortable enough that they can say it around you. Hello, somebody. Right. Okay. You feel me? All right. And mm-hmm. at your death, talk to us two on nine. How can you prove friendship at someone's death? Hey, they're gone. They're dead. How can you prove friendship at someone's death? Mm-hmm. How can you show that you're a friend? Why would it even you matter? Really... They're dead. I mean, I think it matters most to the people who are left behind, right? Um, I mean, the only way you can't really prove that you were that person's friend is kind of too late. The only thing that you could do is try to be there for the family. But if you haven't been a friend, even family will know who's a friend and who isn't, right? Mm, That's right. Absolutely. And friendship can be a very powerful tool. And often some people take it for granted. Question number two, in a friendship, are you normally the giver or the receiver? And explain why you choose the answer that you're choosing. I'm going to go ahead and stick with you, 209. Me? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, Kay. Okay. In a friendship, are you normally the giver or the receiver? Um, to be honest, all too many times I tend to be the giver, um, and the reason is I have, I believe in putting everything into my friendships, like I'm there for my friends. However, I've often found that they're not always there for me. <laughs> mm, now, there have I been really, you know, a few people who have been there, and we have, um, I would say an equal exchange of giving and receiving. 
And if somebody's feeling sort of like, wow, you're not giving out as much as, you know, I am, or I feel sort of, you know, there's, there's an openness and an honesty there because um, mm-hmm. I've been friends with those people so long and we both feel like, you know, when you're a friend, you should be there on some level, you need to be there. So, and, and I believe in communicating that to people that I consider my friends. And if I communicate that to someone who I consider a friend and they don't pay attention after some time, they're not considered a friend anymore. So. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that. All right, two zero three zero one. I'm sorry. I'm usually the giver, and I think it's because um, I was raised that way. I come from a Samoan family, so we we always put others before us. Well, that's just how I was raised, and um, I've had a lot of friendships, and I know that they see that because usually. Like I felt like I was being taken advantage of, but I didn't realize that until people would tell me, like people around me, like, why do you do so much? That person doesn't care about you, obviously. So, and, and that's, that's the thing. That was like one of the biggest lessons I had to learn that, you know, sometimes giving way too much and uh, people, people uh, could show me signs and um, I wouldn't even recognize it, and it's because I was so immune to it. So that was one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, and I had to cut people sense. off just for that reason. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right, 267. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm a, a giver um, in friendship. Um, I usually... And the, I guess because it's just in my nature and that's how, um, like, zero, zero, I'm sorry, like, 301 said, um, I tend to to give um, to, to people like I would want people to give to me. Um, so, mm-hmm. and, and usually my friends are like me. Um, so in those relationships, we both are, I guess we look out for each other. Um, and that's pretty much the people that I, I tend to be around were pretty much the same way. Oh wow. Definitely makes sense. With me, I definitely would say a giver and um and that's just my nature of who I am. However, I've always longed to have balanced friendships to where, hey, I wanna I wanna get on the couch one day. I want I wanna complain and cry. And um and I'm so so glad and so excited that I've been finding um those type of relationships lately and it's really amazing to have a balanced friendship because even when you are a giver it, it feels good to receive. It feels good that one day you'll be a person that can get on the couch and say, okay, today I'm not having a great day. I want to complain. Um, even if it's for a moment, that's really, really good. Um, the next thing I want to say is, the well, next question, but I want to explain something to you before I ask this question. I saw a TV show a couple of weeks ago, and these two girls had become friends. And one girl was rich. She was a millionaire. She got divorced, and she got a settlement. She was just living a life. And the other girl was an attorney. She wasn't a millionaire, but she wasn't broke either. So I would say she was probably upper middle class. And one day her girlfriend said, hey, let's go to lunch. And she actually flew her to a different country just for lunch. And they were hanging out all the time. And the girl that was the upper middle class, she was feeling a little funny because she said, you know what, I'm feeling funny, and I don't think we should be friends anymore. And the girl said, well, well, why? 
She said, because, you know, I'm busy and blah, blah, blah. But the reality was she was uncomfortable because this girl was rich. This girl had a lifestyle. This girl would travel to a different country for lunch and then a different country for dinner. And she just felt like there was such a big difference between the two of them and their socioeconomic status that she probably needed to end the friendship. So my question to you ladies is this. Have you ever had a friendship before with someone that there was a huge difference? And if so, what was that difference, and how did you work it out, or how did you not work it out? I'm going to start with you, 301. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think. (laughs) Like I said, I've had a lot of friends different uh, from different backgrounds, different um, cultures and stuff, so. Um, I would say, yes, I've, I had a friend, she came from a well-off family. Um, her dad was a a head chief policeman and, um, she was like daddy's little girl. So she, she always was so used to people like catering to her, you know, being at her age, she really didn't have, um, to work for anything. Versus me, I'm always, you know, hustling, um, handling my business, um, working long hours and stuff like that. Um, we, and, and like I grew up in the hood and she grew up in, you know, the suburb, the suburb area. So I did feel uncomfortable because, my, you know, growing up in the hood, in the ghetto, uh, versus going, like meeting her at her place and she has it made and stuff, I did feel uncomfortable because it wasn't, um, I wasn't used to, like, the setting or the background and things like that. But how did I make it work? Um, I just was myself, you know. I was myself. Um, still to this day, we're friends. We keep in contact and things like that. So I, I just was myself. Like, I didn't change the way I speak, like, spoke around her and, um, because I grew up in the ghetto, so she was really proper. And at that time, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like a little hoodlum. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we made it work. We made it, we made it work. She didn't really judge me. She, she understood, like, my story, my background and all that. I understood, you know, hers because she did come from, like, a well-off family. But um, if anything, um, she understood um, why I was the way I was, like, when I would get upset you know, I would pop off at her, and she's like, whoa, whoa. So, you know, like, could you please calm down? Why do you get so mad? And um, so she helped me with my anger. She helped me with, you know, some coping skills. So we made it work. Absolutely, and that's amazing. I'm glad to to hear that. All right, so it's 209, a.k.a. K. Hi, I like that. <laughs> um, so what was the question again? Talking about the difference in friendships, have you ever had a friend um, that there was a significant difference regardless of what it was? And if so, how would you handle it? Um, like difference financially? No, it, any difference at all. Any difference? Uh I mean, I've had friends where there were differences, like where we had differences of opinions, 
Um, I've never, like, I've associated and I've had friends who were rich, but that would never be a reason or, or, or poor, but I've never, or, you know, just because I've been broke and I've been, you know, in that situation and I've had plenty, like I've been in a lot of situations. So that would never be a reason for me to end a friendship or, or to feel like I, I couldn't, you know, handle that friendship. Um, what I have had is friendships where, um, where there's just no loyalty on their part. Um, I might find that they are backstabbing me or I might find that um, I may be putting pretty much like investing myself in the friendship. And then over time, I realize that, um, you know, they just, they just are not, not really in the friendship. Like, I would have to explain some really personal stories to explain what I mean. And I don't, I don't know if we have time for that. Well, I, I definitely understand. I mean, I know there's a lot of times we have differences and differences of opinion and so on and so forth, but I kind of get the gist of, of what you're saying. Um, so definitely thank you for that. And I definitely love to explore more about that as we delve into these type of topics, because it's, it's very important because people often talk about friendships. Hey, I have a friend or I don't have any friends. We need to truly understand what friendship is. And then we have to also understand there's a lot of differences in friendships. Friendships are relationships, just like marriage. And every day is not going to be a great day. So it's really about us as a person and if we're in it to win it. And if we're going to do what we can to make sure the friendship develops, to make sure it progresses, and to make sure that it lasts. Um, So thank you um, for saying that, Kay. And I'm going to come back to you because i got two other questions I want to – Definitely cover tonight. Talk to us two six seven. Okay, uh, this is Karen. I did have a friend, um, and we're still associates. Um, but I did have a friend that I guess our difference were, um, or is basically how I, I guess it's a, a moral thing. So it's just certain things that I just didn't or wouldn't do that, you know, she did. And to me, it was just either something that had to do with loyalty, just um, maybe trustworthiness. Um, So, you know, after a point of time, it was more or less like I had to consider her as family and we were no longer really friends. Um, So Mm -hmm. she's still my wife, um, but it's just I just had to accept that, you know, maybe she's not a good friend, but because I loved mm-hmm. her and she's around, um, she's more like family now. So it's like that's how I, I guess I was able to forgive the mistakes and move on past it because, like, the family, they're just there. Um, okay. So I don't necessarily, like, engage too much in her. Like, we, and I'm not calling her to see how she's doing. I mean, you know, to hang out, but I am, you know, calling her once in a while just to check up on her. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I've definitely had situations like that because sometimes when you love people, you love them. And even if they're not really a great friend to you, um, they're like a, a, a fixture in your life. Like, hey, I love you, so you're still here. Um, next question is, have you ever had a situation where you had a friendship and one person was happily married or maybe dating and living their life up and you were not? Or maybe the tables were turned that you were either happily married or you're dating and living your life and they had nothing going on. And that is a big difference. So did it actually affect the friendship? 
or how did you actually deal with that? Think about that for a minute, ladies, while we go to our break, and then we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. In today's top trending news, within the last 24 hours, Beyonce has dropped her new single, Black Parade. Meanwhile, her mother, Tina Knowles, is challenging everyone to do their part in the fight against COVID-19 in a hashtag, I did my part, campaign. And we all should look out for each other in these troubling times. Now, back to the program. Absolutely. We definitely should look out during these times because I tell you, we're going through something that we've never experienced before in life. Thank you so much um, for that trendy news break, um, Kay, and I definitely agree. So please continue to be safe and practice social distancing if you have to go out. So now back to the question um, that I asked before our break. Have you ever had a situation where you had a friendship and one person was happily married or in a great relationship and they were having the time of their life and you were not, or vice versa if that was you? And that is the difference. So did it affect the friendship or how would you handle it? Let's talk about that, 301. Um. Yes, um, I've had a friendship like that. Uh, we were friends for like 13 plus years. She was like a childhood friend of mine. And um, I was, um, well, I am still in the relationship, but I'm happily in a relationship. Two years ago, uh, we like me and my friend, we, we uh, drifted because she, she got into like um, – Partying way too much, drinking, all that other stuff. And uh, so she would call me and stuff, and I just stopped answering her calls because we're, I felt like we're on two different um, we're on two different paths. Like she's, um, you know, partying it up and things like that. I'm not judging her or whatever, but she would just make, like, slick remarks. Like, oh, because I, I don't drink anymore. I'm sober. So she would make slick remarks like, oh, you think you're too good because you know, you quit drinking. But she would be, like, laughing and, you know, making a joke out of it. But I, I know she was making a joke out of it, but I felt like there's some truth to it. So I'm like, you know what? Um, I've been changing and things like that, doing my inner work, healing from a lot of things that I overcame, and I don't need that kind of energy. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> That's the story on that. I gave you the short version. There's like so much, but I just wanted to keep it short. Understood. <laughs> well, Sorry. Thank, thank you Sorry, for that sharing that. Long story short. Right. Long story short. There's always the other story. Like, hey, you want the long version? You want the short version? Because we'll be here all night with this popcorn. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. All right, talk to us, 267. Okay, and I'm sorry, what was the question again? The question basically is talking about have you ever had a friend where they might have been married or in a great relationship, living the time of their life, and you have nothing going on, or vice versa? Um, yeah, I think actually probably right now it's probably like vice versa, Um, but at one time, 
you know, I was married and then I had like a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then I had, you know, friends that maybe had the opposite situation. And I know right now I don't have much going on right now. So, um, yeah, I can relate to that. I guess during the times when, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on and um, things were good and, my, you know, I made a head of friend that wasn't necessarily, um, you know, in the same uh, trajectory of their life as I was. Um, but we still made it work. They were still, you know, supportive of where I was in life and I was supportive of where they were in life. And we just knew that, you know, uh, regardless of where we were in life, that we were still friends and it, it didn't really matter. And we made time for each other. Okay. All right. Well, that definitely makes sense. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right. How about you, 209? Um, there was a time when I was married and a couple of my friends were not married and it wasn't like I was, I mean, I guess I was living it up, but it wasn't like, because I'm, I'm typically a very homebody kind of person. Like I like staying in the house, but at the time when my, when I was married, my husband was the exact opposite of me. And so I would be with him. Um, because I didn't want somebody else to be with him. <laughs> so I was kind of <laughs> out by duress. <laughs> so I guess technically I was partying it up, but I wasn't like, you know, partying it up for myself. But it did take a toll mm-hmm. on some of my friends. Um, some of my friends that I had uh, grown up with kind of felt bitter, I guess, because they felt like I kind of threw them aside for my husband. So... Yeah, it, it did take a toll. Okay. And, you know, and sometimes it's like some – Exactly. And um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, sometimes people, <laughs> you don't – some people just feel like they can't, like, be happy because they think it's going to be someone else's downer, and it definitely should not be like that. And I want to go ahead and get to this next question because we don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, and I'm going to start with you, 209, a.k.a. K. All right. Have you ever had a friendship where the person was extremely poor or going through a financial hardship and they didn't really have anything, so you were very uncomfortable to talk about different things that you did or places you were going out to eat or maybe you were afraid that you can ask them to go out to eat because you know that they didn't have the money or maybe you've been in that situation and your friends did that to you. Can you relate on either um, side? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think I've, I mean, because I have had periods of, in my life of extreme um, need, so to speak. Um, and I mean, when I, when I would talk with my friends during those times, we would all acknowledge like, you know, it's tough right now. And we would sort of just figure out different things to do. Like, it wasn't like, oh, Kareem's broke. Like, we can't talk about doing this in front of her. No, like it was out in the open, like, you know it's kind of tough right now. Let's plan this for another time. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. How about you, 301? Uh, could you restate the question? Sorry. What was the question? Oh, no, you're fine. Have, have you ever had a situation in a friendship where the person may have been extremely broke or going through a financial hardship and you were reluctant or uncomfortable around them because you didn't want to talk about the different things you were doing or maybe you wanted like to go out to dinner, but you didn't want to invite them because you didn't want to pay. Or maybe on the flip side, you were that person that didn't really have 
anything and friends treated you different because of what you didn't have? Uh, um, I would say because I'm a blunt person. So, like, if my friends would be like, oh, let's go out and I didn't have money, I would, I would straight up tell them, I'm broke. I can't go out. And then they'd be like, uh, they, they've always been like, oh, well, we got you covered. Like, and then, you know, we would go out. Same same vice versa. Like, if they didn't have it, because our model was, um, you know, if I got it, then we all got it. So that's what we live by. But now now uh, I barely even have any friends, so I really don't go out like that. <laughs> that's the story. Hey, that's the story. You're yeah. sticking to it. <laughs> all right. That's the story. Two, six, seven. Um. I don't think it's been a, a situation um, where it's been uncomfortable. Um, like three, there are ones that um, I like my friends, or you know, the few people that I call friends. Um, if it was a situation where one person didn't have it, then we would make sure that you know we all were able to, you know, well, we all had it if one person had it. Um, but I, I think I've been in a situation, maybe not financial, but in regards to, like, maybe feeling uncomfortable wanting to go out because I don't drive. So maybe mm-hmm. um, a friend feeling like they need to, like, drop me off or pick me up, um, and maybe that in those terms, maybe that was uncomfortable. Um, but typically I'll, like, take a lift or, or you know, find my way there myself. Um, and then, you know, my friends know my situation, so they'll, you know, either – plan that, but I, I feel like if you really want me to come out, then you would just, you know, take that into consideration. Absolutely. All right, the last question that I have tonight is, and we only have a few more minutes, is I recently met a young lady. She's free, She's so freaking amazing, and she's young, and she's ambitious, and she's also visually impaired. Have you ever had a friendship with someone that had some type of disability or something they just was was very noticeable by other people and how was it or were you that person that actually had um some type of disability or situation to where people may look at you strange or different how about you two six seven um yes and i i guess without putting that person out there so much um yeah i know someone that has uh i wouldn't even call it a disability um but they have an element and um, sometimes it is um, visible to other people, um, and it's like the visibility of it is, is more or less is, um, is minor, but um, I think because of that person, I'm very defensive of them, so I'm usually like, you know, I'm just very defensive of them, so I, I really don't allow people to like look at them or, you know, give them dirty looks or say anything, so... Okay. Makes sense. Thank you so much for sharing that. How how about you two, you and I? Um, I my um both my daughters uh had um needed speech therapy. Um my youngest daughter still gets speech therapy. Um so I I um I guess I do I guess you would like you would say know someone with um uh, an impediment or a disability. Um, um, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't really know how else to to elaborate on it. 
Okay. Have have people treated you differently because of it? They've treated. I've noticed that sometimes they look at my daughter differently because of it. Um, she's she's six years old, but like physically and verbally, she sounds like she could be maybe three or four. Um, mm-hmm. And so when people come up to her and start talking to her, they'll say, "Oh, how old are you?" And she'll say, "I'm six. And then they'll look at me like, "No, she isn't." I'm like, "Yeah, she's six. So they do um, look at her differently sometimes after they know how old she is. Mhm. And I think a lot of the times, and maybe some people don't know that they're doing that, or some people sometimes they do, but um, it's really it, it definitely can be annoying. Because we have to definitely be extremely careful with that. And how does that make you feel, though? Uh, I um, I kind of I'm I'm actually not really sure how to feel about it. It's something that I've experienced, I think, pretty often, especially as she gets older. Well, it happened as she was younger, also. Um, I had one woman, um, that I'm friends with, who um, who's who pretty much compared her, you know, a child that she knew that was autistic with my child. And I didn't know how to feel about that. I think mainly because I I could see why she would think that maybe my child had autism. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, but she's not been diagnosed with that. So I don't think that that's a thing. So, I mean, it's not that it gets annoying. It's just it kind of puts me in a huh kind of mentality, like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. How about you, 301? I, too, have a a loved one that's on the spectrum. Um, I have a sister. She's 36, and she has, like, a mind of a 12-year-old. She's she's autistic, and um, I help be, like, her caretaker. So I could understand where she's coming from. Like, when we're out in public and, you know, she's in one of her behaviors, throwing herself on the floor because she's mad because she can't get an ice cream or whatever, people look, you know, of course, anybody would look, right? But I'm, like, really defensive. You know, I'll cut someone out just for looking at her wrong. But (laughs) that's just me. (laughs) But um, Absolutely. You know, um, but... Yeah, uh, and I also had a friend with Asperger's. So when it comes to, like, having a friend uh, with a disability, it is a, it, it's, it hurts me that, you know, not a lot of people out there are educated. They, you know, they just judge right off the bat just by seeing someone in an episode, and they give them all types of crazy looks, and it's like... Like, you know, okay, someone's having an episode. Keep it moving. Nobody's going, you know, nobody's stepping to you guys, but absolutely, it absolutely. hurts me sometimes, you know. It hurts me sometimes I to see that. that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why, I, you know, I'm very vocal about my feelings. Like, I'll just tell them straight up, like, mind your own freaking business. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and they'll just you know they'll just give me the stare and they'll walk away like what well you know and I'm like like you said people don't notice what they do sometimes mm-hmm. absolutely and, uh, and they have no idea how it actually not to cut you off on I'm sorry they have no idea how it actually affects people and we we're out of time we just have a couple more minutes and what I want to say before I turn it over um 
took her in for any updates, is the thing we have to all realize and understand is there are so many different things that make up friendships. Sometimes, and I want you guys to think about that. Think about what, what kind of friends do you have? How do you choose those friends? Sometimes we choose friendships based on socioeconomic status. Sometimes we choose friendships by professions. Sometimes we choose friendships by common interests. Sometimes we choose friendships by circumstances and situations and maybe what's happening in our life. Hey, we both met at AA. We both met at grief counseling. We built a friendship because we're dating brothers. You know, regardless of what it is, the thing we have to realize about friendships is we're still different. We're all different. And sometimes it's our differences that can also bond us. We have to be careful how we treat people. And guess what? Every day will not be sunshine, but it also won't be raining either. Our purpose, our mission, and our goal for Real Girlfriends Across America is to truly build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. We want to see millions of women building, connecting, networking, making money, being happy, having family. But most importantly, we want to see women become friends and have true friendship that will last the test of time. Remember, I said my old pastor, who has laid the rest, but I'll never forget the words that he said, a friend is someone who knows you. They know all about you. And they could destroy you, but they never will. And you know who your friends are doing adversity in your absence and at your death. I want you guys to think about that tonight. How many people in your life right now can you truly say that they are a friend? And if you want friends, then you have to be friendly and you have to be a friend. And the other thing I want to say is find out how you can have a balanced friendship. If you are a giver, learn to be a receiver sometime. And if you're receiving, learn how you can give sometime. And find out how you can have a balanced friendship because that's the happy medium and that's where it's healthy. Because guess what? You can't always lay on somebody's couch. Oh, it's me. Oh, I got a problem again today. You can't always do that because sometimes your friend needs to lay on the couch too. Thank you guys for listening. This is Tawanda with Real Girlfriends Across America. And tonight's topic is about friendship and acknowledging, embracing, and understanding that we have differences. I'll turn the call over to you, um, Corinne, for any closing out announcements. Um, just to make sure you follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram at Real Girlfriends 7, uh, Facebook, Real Girlfriends Across America. Um, and Twitter, Rope Girlfriend 7. Um, we also on Pinterest, um, and you can look us up on YouTube as well. Thank you so much for that. And tomorrow we have another great topic by the one and only 209, AKAK. And I definitely cannot wait to see what she has in store for us. And to everyone that's listening to us, thank you so much for tuning in to our show. And Anna, thank you so much for dialing in tonight. We definitely appreciate it. Hopefully you'll come again. We're here every night, and we definitely appreciate it. And just remember, together we can. Have a wonderful night, everyone, and bye-bye for now. Thank you. Good night. Bye.